Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah! Hey, welcome back to Listen to the Wombies. You got Alan. And Ryan. And this is finally the time that we're about to start going. Actually, I think we will start going week to week now. It's football season, Why the hell baby. Not? I mean, next week, Cowboys go to camp, and I'm sure everybody else does too. So it's football again. Thank God. You know, Beardo, I'm sure you've enjoyed the WNBA, you know, window of three weeks of that's all it's on the ticker. Yeah, I I picked a heck of a time to – we pulled all cable out of our house. We no longer have cable. Uh, Running straight up Netflix, Amazon, et cetera, and it's been great. Um, So we'll see what happens in about three weeks when the uh, when it's any hit, any uh, any uh, fix I want. I got to drive 20 minutes to a local watering hole. No, you don't, my friend. Now ESPN offers it uh, as a standalone uh, option. So you you can buy that through iTunes if you've got or if you have Apple TV. But regardless, well, spank my ass and call me Charlie. Things just things are looking up. I'm trying to help you out. All right. Well, this week, the Big 12 minus two, or actually minus four plus two, whatever you want to call, realized that having a championship game is important, which we heard months ago, uh, and has now finally said we will look at expansion. My God. I can't believe that we have finally come to the conclusion that having a lot of teams in the conference is better than having very few. Let me let me tell you something also, and I heard this on the radio, so I'm not claiming this great insight, but I believe it wholeheartedly is, had the ACC not come out and announced their deal, this would not have happened. Well, did you have you looked at that deal? It is not going to be, they're not going to try to play the game of, uh, Longhorn Network, the Big Ten Network, and everything else, it's a digital-only deal. So it's ESPN3 digital, which we were saying earlier for you. You can sign up and have it without cable. But ACC is not getting their own channel. They're getting their own digital network. So well, you can fire it up. And, yes, there's money. There's a ton of money involved, which there's always a ton of money involved. Well, it's solidified. It, it like, further solidified that conference. And I think the Big 12 is kind of like, you know, it was probably something that has been, eh, two of the big dogs don't really want to do it, but we probably should do it. So, Well, when you saw the – I haven't seen the dollar amounts. Maybe you have. But I know it basically locked up all the ACC rights – uh, of every school currently in it until 2036. Yeah, 2036. Right. So everybody can quit thinking they're going to poach Florida State or anybody else that's worth a damn. And so now this is what I, I'm still trying to figure out is this conference is so dysfunctional and so poorly run 
that we let Nebraska go, we let A&M go, and Colorado, I'm really not that concerned about. We've seen Colorado struggle. And Missouri, Missouri may be a good, it's a great school for good academics. journalism. Good academics. Yeah. And well, but then again, we have to realize they won the SEC uh, East for, you know, two years of Gary Pinkle, uh, you know, right out of the chute. So we lost those guys and we're going to have to replace them with what we're about to talk about now. Dude. Which I, I've seen the list. I, I, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this. So for you, let's just go with your, your top two right now of who you, who you want. If we just go back to 12. Okay. Um, I, let me first say that I don't want them to expand because it doesn't matter if they expand or not. This conference isn't going to be around in like nine years. Um, 2024, 2025, Boom, gone. So that's what I believe. Uh, but with that said, we're in the situation that we're in now. Um, you know, uh, I don't know if you heard Rick Neuheisel's comments on the uh, on some no, some talk show. I've not heard anything from Rick in a long time. Well, he had some, an interesting take. I, I don't know who he was speaking with, what show, but this morning was talking about you know, you know, the Big Twelve shouldn't just you know, keep its, its search to, you know, these, these teams that, that are being discussed is that, you know, you know, and he was kind of saying that there's a lot of dysfunction in the Pac-12 and there's some teams in the Pac-12 that maybe would, wouldn't like, it's appealing to go to the Big 12. And he specifically mentioned the Arizona schools. Arizona They're constantly schools. getting shit on because, you know, Larry Scott keeps pushing academic standards, pushing up academic standards. And, kind of slapped them a little bit. And God forbid we know that Big 12 does not believe in academic standards. No, I mean, not really. Uh, no, we're here for sports. Yeah, so uh, anyway, that, you know, he mentioned that again. I, I don't know how realistic this is. I don't know if the Arizona schools called and said, hey, we would love to come join you. If that were actually real and that were actually feasible, that would be the ideal choice. Uh, I would grab them in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. But from baseball perspective, from a basketball and a football perspective, absolutely. They actually, those two, you know, bring the entire package. But I do not believe that they will ever leave the Pac-12. Yeah. So that's, you know, I, I think we are literally, you know, because of rights and the way they're built out, because – Whatever they do here with this expansion, I think has to do with ESPN or Fox. Somebody is sitting there saying, we'll give you a network, whatever, whatever. And they're going to lock it up, not through, not through 2036, but maybe through 2030. I don't know. I Like you, I don't believe that this league is going to exist long term. So this basically means for the other guys, the ones coming in, we can pull you up to a big five conference for a time so that when the realignment shifts to four conferences, four super conferences, you got a much better chance. Yeah. And that's all I can, that's all I can think about. Well, and and more money. They're all going to get more money if you bring in two more schools or four more schools. Um, So there's that, but the, um, you know, another thing, again, this is Rick Neuheisel, right? He's not some big insider. He's, he is he's he's you know thinking outside the box and, and getting ratings, but I, I, there might be something to it. The other two schools, just for what it's worth, he mentioned in the Big Twelve or excuse me, the Pac Twelve, potentially Big Twelve, UCLA and Cal. 
which See, I find right. a little crazy, but he was like, you know, UCLA has been the stepchild of U.S. Kind of like UCLA is A&M and USC is Texas. Yep. You know, you kind of see him do that thing. But again, I put like 5% of cloud into any of that. With that said, you know, I think an ideal scenario, I don't know why they're not talking about Boise State. I know they're in a conference, but I mean, you can, why can't, why can you go get Houston and not Boise State? Uh, All right. I would so that's, Boise that's State my BYU big one. would be my probably, if you had to go two, I'd go those two. All right, so uh, I like that, uh, and I can't argue with it. Uh, I really don't care about West Virginia and having alignment with that. They knew what they were getting into when they joined. Uh, they bought the ticket. I say let them crash. Uh, but, no, um, I think Boise State will leave in a heartbeat. And I, the thing is, I know Boise State football. The thing is, I know Boise State football comes in as a – top you know a top five team potentially in the big 12 in the rankings you know for us and i don't know if a lot of ad's and coaches would be thrilled to bring in somebody that could beat their ass right well and yeah. that's where i think you know and again byu same thing um dude texas but, knows all about that yes they do so with with what's on the table I, I'm kind of curious to see. Um, I think BYU is a slam dunk. You bring that in, you bring in their channel. Now you've got, you know, your Longhorn channel. It's the cleanest, and it's the cleanest of the one. They're independent. And they, yes, and it, it's really easy to do. They've got a global following, so that helps the Big Twelve immediately. Now, Grant, the television markets. I, I'm not sure about that, but. Screw it. They're good. Nope. Uh, and I'd like to have them. Yeah, there, there's a couple things uh, non-football related. Um, number one, uh, they can never play a game on Sundays. They will not. Any sport. Um, and number two, there is something that may not be a big deal, but and I don't know what it's called, but there is a um, – no student is allowed to protest against the word or – instructions i don't know for lack of a better term of the church um that, and that you know public lds stuff yeah public yeah. universities kind of frown upon stuff like that but again is that a deal breaker i don't know probably not especially if we're talking about a, a relatively short amount of time uh well you gotta remember that with our conference you've got two private uh universities already right. which actually i think the two private you know universities we have may say you know, we don't want BYU in here. Uh, and that's where I could see some problems coming from that. But well, all you, need the is eight you don't need 10, you need eight. <laughs> yep. You're right. Well, eight is, you know, basically close enough to everybody else. All right. Cincinnati. I think that tech and the fact that, uh, you know, our AD is on the board for, you know, the CFP. I don't think Cincinnati will get in just purely based that tech still pissed at uh, Tuberville. And I don't know exactly what Cincinnati brings in as far as, yeah, I guess you have presence in the Midwest, but do you really want to start building into the Midwest where half the population is leaving and moving anywhere else? Yeah. I don't get that. So two things. Number one, I promise you this, any sort of, uh, ridiculous, if I'm going to be perfectly frank, bitterness that Tech has towards Tuberville. 
uh, will not by any means stop in and of itself anything that might result in them thinking this is good for us and going to get us more money. Um, with that said, Tubman was not going to be there for very long, probably. With that said, this is a horrible move. This is a horrible move. This is like Cincinnati Bearcats are like the fourth best team in the state, or like most popular yep. team in the state. And they uh, have like a 40,000-person stadium that's never full. Like there's nothing good about Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. And I, I just are Cincinnati Bearcats. I think this is a ter- this is on par to me with Memphis. Like you've lost your yes. mind if you're going to bring these two schools into this conference. Like you. And that was next on the list. You know, I'm looking at sporting news rankings, and Memphis is next. And I'm like, Memphis. The only thing that we know is, uh, you know, what's his name? The coach who just left. You know, he built up Memphis football. And that quarterback just got drafted. And the yes. quarterback. And they've had good basketball back in the day. And John Calipari uh, coached there, yeah. And Calipari and everything was, you know, knocked out by the NCAA. So they would fit in with the Baylor model of doing everything to win and sacrificing everything else. But they don't bring anything to me. Um, Connecticut, the only reason I would want UConn in is because they're in the backyard of ESPN, which means they have to cover you. I mean, they literally love UConn. Yeah. That's the whole basis. That's how, that's how ESPN was founded was UConn sports. So now certainly they're not there anymore, but yeah, I, 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 it's hard for me to wrap my head around because I've seen this one. I'm like, why are, you know, why are people on this? And I know there's a whole ESPN thing, but, you know, you're going to get ESPN money wherever you go. Um, and I, Well, now, right now, I mean, you got to think about it. We're not on ESPN except for, you know, our headline game. Everything else is owned by Fox. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I get that. I just, I, I it's not going to. I would love it. I would love it if the interns up there, when they're cutting highlights at 2 a.m., have to go, oh, shit, we got to pay attention to the Big 12 because of, you know, the Red Raiders and, you know, Oklahoma State or whatever else. I think basketball-wise, if basketball actually drove this, that would be a great win for both men and women, but it, it, that doesn't do it for me. Man, Connecticut is such a long way away from everything in the Big 12, not named West Virginia, and it's still a pretty long way away from West Virginia. Um, but it's right next to New York, and it's where so many New York money people live. Yeah. And- what they're going for remember this is all about you know football and money so the football is not where it was what five years ago because remember uconn did they make a a bowl game they had a bcs bowl game yeah um yeah they had like two or three years where they had put together really good seasons and then it was like they disappeared like they got the one diamond in the rough uh recruiting class and it panned out Mm -hmm. uh but i think the uh you know, I, I I would, you know, who knows? Maybe it is UConn because of that, but I'll roll my eyes at that. Like th- this is ridiculous. Um, you know, you know, we talked about Memphis. You know, my same feeling on Cincinnati is they have a crappy stadium. It's kind of a crappy town, and the other thing going for them is they have a FedEx sponsorship. Um, but yep. the um, 
and hey that that actually you can't knock that that's important yeah that is money that's big yeah money. it sure is it sure is but you know that that's quite a um that's quite a risk you're taking there because that's just not that's immediately the hands down the worst stadium in the conference and probably the worst venue in the conference like you just you just brought the whole average down significantly with that um, yep but you got to remember, we don't care about stadiums. We don't care about attendance. We care about television markets. Yeah, against the bowl, so, all those bowl games. Yeah. So you're getting down after that. Now you're starting to – you're getting even deeper in. And there's one coming up that I actually really do like that if we're going to bring BYU in, which I think we both agree, BYU is in, uh, you're getting to UCF. That, you know, UCF brings Orlando and it gets you Florida. I, I, I said this before back years ago during the realignment is that that pipeline, you know, nonsense is exactly that. It's nonsense. Nobody doesn't. No one doesn't know about the Big 12. Right. No one doesn't know about. No one in Texas didn't know about the SEC until A&M got on board. That doesn't exist. So. You're not building pipelines. UCF, you know, had you guys down almost, you know, with, uh, God, what was the former Notre Dame coach who got popped for lying on his resume? O'Leary. O'Leary. Yep. Yes. Um, I don't know too much about the Knights outside of that. I mean, it's just, it sounds like it's a, a great deal, you know, it's a top 20 TV market, so that means a lot. Uh, they've been going to, you know, the bowls, the final, or not final four, but they made the tournament. Um, they're just huge, but, man, it's UCF. Yeah. What do you care about that? And I've seen South Florida on there as well um, on the list. Yep. And, I, I mean, I think, you know, everything see, see above. I'd take If I had taken one of those two, I'd take Central Florida over South Florida. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm kind of the same way as, you know, it's hard for me to like, really, first off, there's nothing to get excited about. I mean, BYU is like, Oh, okay. Of all this, this is the best one, but it's not like, dude, I'm super pumped. We can get BYU. Um, I'd be pretty pumped about the Arizona schools. I think that'd be great. That'd be a great coup. Um, but the, uh, I mean, it's hard for me. You know, you look at all this and you're like, dude, really? Like this is what I do. Yes. I mean, this is, this is where we're getting. This is the entire problem is that we let this thing develop around us because of, and I'm, I will blame DeLoss, not for your network, but DeLoss and whoever, you know, Osborne, I guess for a while. I mean, people hated DeLoss and DeLoss didn't give a shit. And so he put this conference where it is right now, squarely. Yeah. And, you know, now we're trying to sit here. And I'll tell you this. this besides BYU, which I, I really do think brings something else, the other team I, I would love to have, not love, but I would settle for, I should say, Colorado State. Yeah. I, I like that. You know what? I really like Colorado State. I, I, you know, I would agree with that. I would totally agree with that with the Colorado State. And I said that a couple of years ago. I think, like, you know, even looking at the landscape, well, you know, of all this, I wouldn't, you know, that coach went to Florida, I think, just recently left, went yeah. to Florida and did really yeah. well. They, 
I, I agree. I wouldn't mind having that team, and I think it would it would probably help that program as well over time. Well, for the only thing that makes, uh, I don't know, geographical sense, it's them, you know. I, I'm surprised that Tulsa hasn't made the list somehow to add another thing into Oklahoma. So when you do the north-south breakup, uh, which I can see coming, and this is what I like is, you know, you got to think of how we're going to divide the conference out here. So Colorado State brings a, I think, some quality. Um, it brings a place that I would actually go and watch a game at, you know, to be honest with you. Um, Houston, I'm sorry, we're just rebuilding the Southwest Conference again with Houston. Yeah, uh, you know, UNLV is listed out there somewhere and that would be badass for gambling aspects, but UNLV is not ready to compete with us, which is probably, you know, for the TV or for not TV for the, you know, the coaches. Yeah. Add them. We can beat their ass. Yeah. I, I think the, <clears throat> you know, the U of H thing is obviously, you know, there's a lot of debate on that and I kind of have mixed feelings on it. I'm like, you know, what are you really gaining here? Uh, I think you're you're one coach away from going back to right. exactly what uh, Baylor is going to be in in three years. That's what Houston's going to be as soon as you know they get rid of uh, you know what's his name. I, I can't even think of it. Tom Herman. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so I was going to say Sherman. Here's the deal with Tom Herman. If Either Sumlin or Strong are let go after this year. And I think either one of them is a possibility. I don't think a probability, but I think a, a real possibility. He's stepping in and filling that void. Um, yep. I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, and then you're absolutely right. And U of H, remember the things I said about the Memphis Stadium and the Cincinnati Stadium? Go see the U of H Stadium. Like, it's in a dumpy part of town. Nobody goes to the games, you know, like, Oh, wait, wait. I mean, this is the thing about them being in uh, the conference in the American conference. If I remember right, they have a brand new stadium. No. And yeah, I think they do. And I think they've got some, it's still, you know, it's small. It's 43,000 people, but I think they opened something brand new after the, you know, years that they've had. So, Anyways, uh, my my two, you know, again, would be ideally BYU and Boise State. And I don't know why Boise State is not on the radar. Probably because of what you mentioned of they, you know, they, they, people are scared to get their ass kicked. Yeah, well, all right. Well, if you're going to... You know, it, I'll I'll keep BYU and you guys. You know, the guys can figure out how to schedule double headers and all that fun stuff. Uh, after that, I, I'm gonna go with Colorado State. Yeah, it's probably gonna be Houston, but I think I, I would I would take Colorado State as well. So we'll see what happens. It, it, either way, it's not gonna be like totally awesome. It just no, might be but pretty good. I I just love. You know, I I just shut down so I can quit looking at the screen. But I love the fact that we let this conference drop down to where it is. Now we've got a championship game. And now we're going to have a championship game and either two more schools or four more schools. None of which anybody really wants. No. So, 
Congratulations, the Big 12. Yeah, good work. Good work. Enjoy. All right. Enjoy the Pac-12, so, Texas, in nine years. Pac-16, Pac-16 would have been right. awesome. It would have been awesome. I always said that. It will be. Mark my words, 2025, it will be awesome. Well, I, I'm just counting the days until Tech goes there, and I'm just hoping we're good enough to be included. And that's the thing is once we get tied in new contracts, I'm kind of curious if does that screw that opportunity up, even though we know contracts in college football don't exactly, you know, they're not concrete. They're not binding. Yeah. There's always a way out. All right. Well. That horse is dead. Yep. Time to talk previews again. So. We've uh, started the inaugural 2016 preview with the AFC East. We're going to move into uh, college now and talk about the ACC, which, you know, for years was Florida State and Miami, ideally, but Miami sucked. And now it's it was Clemson's show. I still think it's Clemson's show, but... Before, I mean, we can get into this as deep or as skinny as you want to, but I am looking at the Atlantic Coast Conference. Division. and Or division, mm-hmm. thank you. And I, I'll go out on a whopping limb and say Clemson, uh, even though, you know, some people are saying they're going to be number two, I'm looking at them going, are you kidding me? I, I don't see how Clemson doesn't win this thing outright easily. Yeah, I, uh, I I, mean, I can't see how it would. I mean, I think Florida State will be really good also. I mean, I, I can't see. We'll, we'll hit them, but give me the reasons why you don't, don't see Clemson. Oh, I, it's not that. And I, we're not going to go team to team. No, but. it's not that I don't see Clemson. I, I think, you know, Clemson, they've certainly got the best quarterback. Uh, you know, their defense, they lost a lot of players on their defense, but, you know, they're returning almost everybody on their offense. You know, Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's probably, you know, he's like your Heisman Trophy front runner, I got to think, right? Like him and maybe Baker Mayfield. He's top two. Yeah. Um, So I I do think they're good. I just, I'm not saying they're running away with this thing by any means. Florida State could beat them, and it wouldn't surprise me. Um, You know, Florida State's got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of talent coming back as well. They'll, they'll, um, they'll nine guys on offense for Florida state and six on defense. You know, I agree with you. They've got a ton of talent. The one thing they don't have yet is an established quarterback. No, that's you're, you're right on that. You're right on that. Uh, you know, that's, that's their, you know, they're kind of playing their best Texas, uh, uh, Texas impersonation there, but their defense is going to be super, super salty. Um, and they got a running back who was injured and played behind a terrible O line that had like a thousand yards. Oh, he kicked ass. Yeah, or more, had broke record for rushing yards and all purpose yards. And he didn't, yeah. and he set out partial games and one full game. So the one thing I like about Florida State is uh, their offensive line brings everybody except for the right tackle back. So that is. You're right. That's dangerous. And but they weren't very know, this, good last year. They weren't very good last year, but they were also injured. But yes, that that's a big that's a very big deal that that entire unit's back. But I, I'm trying to take a look at the schedules between the two. So Clemson opens up at Auburn, 
and you know, uh, Florida State is at Ole Miss in some Orlando, probably Chick Fil A kickoff game, um, and then they have to go, you know, to Miami. Florida State does. To you know, to Louisville and to Miami. Those are you know. You're right. I keep. I, I I always discount Louisville, but then again, I gotta realize that you know Petrino's putting that team together. They won like you know nine games last year. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's my fault for ignoring the fact that this is now, you know, you're looking at them, and I love how one of our sources were using is saying Petrino's been the coach of six there for six years. Um, no, he hasn't. Yeah, with the Four-year hiatus. Um, the um, yeah, I think, but you know, kind of going back to Florida State, you know that that's going to be a battle. I mean, that circle that game on your, uh, you know, I think it's fairly early in the season, or is it late? Uh, which one? I'm sorry. The Florida State and uh, Clemson game is right in the middle, right smack in the middle. Yeah. You know, it is right after soon to be a nation holiday, my birthday. It's uh, not October 28th. It's October 29th. Yeah. So, so yeah, at, that for them, at Clemson, that's at, huge. Well, if, you know, if I'm Sweeney, I'm saying go all in for this one because we got Syracuse after that. I'm not that concerned with that. Pittsburgh at home. Pittsburgh could be tough. We got to go at Wake, which is essentially, look. That's the easiest part of that schedule. And then, you know, the, you know, the game against South Carolina. So, and we've seen some problems with that game, but I'm not that concerned about it. So, um, yeah, if you can get there and with this, you know, conference, you know, the playoff committee, God knows how they're going to do it. Uh, that's, that's huge for them. And I, I will say, don't be shocked to see both those teams in there, man. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. It would be unconventional because they're in the same division, but man, you know, if they roll and they play one game and, you know, it's the difference between that one game and it's an overtime game. You know, don't be shocked to see the loser of that game still in the mix of it. No, no, I, I agree with that. On the other side, this is where I think is it's really interesting, is, you know, the Tar Heels, and I, I still have to say that, you know, Fedora's just, or, or I'm sure mispronouncing No, no, that's Larry. Oh, the coach. Yeah. I mean, he just is getting a, a lot from not much. Yeah. Or actually, he has now developed a nice pipeline, which I'm sure is helping them out. But I'll tell you this. I, I, I hands down believe in two programs I'm looking at. Georgia Tech and that offense that they run with Paul Johnson, who you never, ever hear of being a – head coach candidate anywhere else no, because ever. no one will uh, adopt that system. And then you got the hurricanes, you know, with, uh, you know, Georgia's coach, Mark Rick. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. I just want to hear you say it first before I mispronounce his name. I, I think Rick is going to do a hell of a job there. That's the most now, interesting storyline of this whole conference. I think is, yes. is Miami and, uh, you know, them in North Carolina, North Carolina will be interesting. They had a vastly improved 2015 versus a prior year. But, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what they can do if they can keep that going because that was pretty darn impressive last year. Um, 
but Miami, I mean, that's, this is the one that's, uh, this is the one that's most intriguing this team to me because, you know, they're, they're completely overhauling their defense, you know, with the, uh, golden boy, Manny Diaz, uh, <laughs> <coughs> uh yep. Then they're done. That. Yeah. Running the defense that that's going to be, that could be a mess. And, you know, when you're Miami and you're playing, you know, like Georgia offenses, like Georgia tech, you know, even Duke hasn't, you know, set the world on fire, but they've shown that they can play some, you know, sling the ball around North Carolina and especially those teams over the Atlantic division like that, that could pose some problems, but you know what, man, they, um, you know, I, I, they had a quarterback who's returning, who had a lot of playing time last year. And they have a thousand yeah. yard rusher coming back. So, you know, they could be uh um they could be uh kind of the surprise team. I I'm kinda of picking them as my surprise team of the uh I mean, these guys have them at number two, so I guess that's not really a surprise team, but um I think they're gonna be like look better. You know, maybe one win so two wins more, but I, look better. I'm actually, you know, looking at, you know, our source here. Uh, it's a hidden source, we'll never reveal it. But I'm gonna pull yellow jackets up. And they had an off year because of injuries and just crap happening. I think that um, at the end of the season, Georgia Tech will be up there fighting for, you know, number one or number two in the Coastal Division. Uh, Virginia Tech obviously has changes coming in. I think they're great changes for Virginia Tech. I mean, I can't believe that you've had a transition come off that was – so smooth of, you know, getting rid of, um, God, what's his name? The guy, uh, Beamer, Frank Beamer. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got Fuente from Memphis Yeah, and I think it's going to take him a time to get it, you know, adjusted. Uh, and you get people comfortable with him. Oh yeah. But I think it was amazing that Bud Foster, is their defensive coordinator has been there for freaking ever. Right. And they, he kept them on board. That's really impressive to me. Uh, you know, a good coach saying, look, I'm, I'm the coach. I want you to run this side of the ball. Like you've been right. And the guy to re- realizes I'm good with that. Yeah. That's a very, very rare to see transitions where it's not a clean, you know, I'm getting rid of, everybody that's in charge maybe i'll keep the uh strength coach the you know defensive backs well actually in this day and age not defensive backs defensive line coach i I thought that was a really good move by fuentes bart let me tell you something georgia tech was a dumpster fire last year um yep no it was everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for them they had two wins to start the season against alcorn state and the Tulane, and the only other win they had was was against Florida State. Uh, yep. Explain that one to me. Uh, but that was a uh, that that was crazy. You know, we'll we'll see what happens with them. Um, but but if you look back their past couple years prior to that, I mean, these guys had. I think if I remember right, in fourteen, they're in contention for the division championship. They were. They were. Uh, and if not the last four or five years, they are a tough, tough team because that's a team you just can't spend a lot of time practicing against. It's the Mike Leach approach to the big 12 back in the early odds. Yeah. But if you don't execute it, it's, Oh, it's, it, and it's that's why, 
I mean, it's, you've got a senior quarterback that's ready to break out and do absolutely nothing in the pros, but he's going to do great here and get a great, you right. know, <laughs> a great education at Georgia Tech. <clears throat> Anybody else that you want to talk about? You know, North, Louisville, conference? I just, I think touch on Louisville will be interesting to see, you know, Petrino, I guess is a second year back. Um, and they, um, you know, they had that uh, quarterback who, you know, they they beat the Aggies in their in the bowl game, which was awesome. Yes, because um, the Aggies kind of wind themselves out of playing you guys. Um, and um, but anyway, that kid would like evidently shined, and I don't think he played much the whole year, but he's coming in. Um, but you know, they they got a really solid defense coming back. They got two guys who could have gone pro and came back defensive ends. Um, I think it's going to be another really solid team, you know, look for them to, you know, certainly play upset, you know, especially against the Clemsons, the Florida States, North Carolinas. Um, I think Louisville could certainly make some noise and, you know, they've, they've, um, I still give, you know, some of those seniors, man, those Charlie Strong's peeps, um, they're playing well though. So, well, I, I will give, uh, my dark horse, in this whole thing, and it's only because George Tech's a five and Boston College is a six. I got Boston College moving up. I don't know where I want to put them, maybe a three or a four, but higher than they are just because I can't believe Boston College can be this bad for this long. I mean, they're, they were a good, solid team for so long, and then, you know, not a nine or ten win team, but they certainly aren't a three and nine team. So with what they got coming back, <clears throat> I like to see that, but all right. So to put on a record Atlantic division, are you going to go with the Seminoles or Tigers? Uh, I'm going to go with Clemson. They got the better quarterback. All right. I'm going to do the same thing. And on the other side, on the coastal, I'm going to take you... Miami Hurricane. No, I'm not. I'm going to take Tar Heels. I'd be, they're going to get they're going to get scored on in bunches. I'm going to take Tar Heels. Okay, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. So we'll reflect or we'll post that, and we'll never talk about it again <laughs> because we never look back. All right, it's no way to live, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk some football or NFL football, I should say. Uh. We did the AFC East, a.k.a. the Patriots division, which now, you know, with Brady going down by four games, you know what? Doesn't change my ideas at all. No, it just might make it a tad more exciting. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we're going into one of the, I, honest to God, you know, three of the three really good teams. Um, and then Cleveland. Um so you've got Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincy, and Cleveland. I, I really, if you're a football fan, you've got to love this yeah, division. This is definitely one of the toughest divisions, I think, to play in. Um, they play each other. Um, you know, it's always a toss-up. You know, if I'm a betting man, it's, you know, Pittsburgh's going to win it and Cincinnati's going to get a, uh, a wild card, uh, you know, Baltimore, what you said come before we started their left tackle now can, uh, retiring, uh, which is a big deal, especially in the yep. NFL, um, a really big deal. and can have a major impact on, and it does, it has, um, you know, we'll, we'll see Baltimore had was pretty crappy last year too, if I remember correctly. 
five and 11. Yeah, year. that's really bad. Um, so I, you know, I think in Cincinnati was, they had that, was that a playoff game when they just, everybody went berserk? Uh, yeah, that was Cincinnati when, uh, Pac-Man and, uh, yeah, it was against Pittsburgh and, uh, God, what's the other cast name? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter, <clears throat> but that was, it, it, yeah, they basically they melted down as they always. That do. was the epitome, but this was like in in like textbook fact. I mean, it, this was like epitomizes the luck of this team. Um, but I, you know, I, I think they'll be back. They've got a great defense. Um, you know, Dalton I think was a little better in that game, if I remember correctly. Uh, he he actually had a a good game yeah. for a quarterback as opposed to. His typical playoff right, games. right, right, right. But I, you know, if you know Pittsburgh Steelers, where they have Antonio Brown, who's you know top two, three best receivers in the game, um, where they got that running back duo, Le'Veon Bell. They still have, that's it. That's, they have him. Yes. Yeah, Bell's still there. Okay, so they, you know, the, these are the guys. You know, the defense is obviously the big question mark. How are they able to rebuild that? So much. Well, and also the fact that Martavius Bryant is gone for a year for smoking weed oh well that hurts uh well it does especially because you know uh their offense you know haley and we said this a year ago if not two years ago is that you know haley and roethlisberger didn't get along and all of a sudden roethlisberger really liked this because it was getting the ball out of his hand quickly so he didn't get banged up now with Bryant gone, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they got, they still have plenty of talent all around. Yeah, they do. They you know they give up a lot of yards. Uh, they don't give up a ton of points compared to the yards, but you know they're scoring pretty well. You know, again with that receiver, the running backs. I think they'll continue to do so. Um, you know, I I I I, I don't know how I could give this division to anybody else. You know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen, but I just. I, I got to pick Pittsburgh as a favorite in this division. Just, you know, I know it's tough, but given the circumstances of the other teams. Well, you know, Cleveland, we don't need, need to get into it. I, I hope this guy works out. I hope he does. Well, I, I'm curious about Baltimore. I, I really like, I've always liked the Ravens. I've liked what Ozzie Newsom has done for years. He's built a great, great program. And with Harbaugh there, you know, you know what you got. And for you, you know, after the uh, chess game, Justin Tucker ended up getting a hell of a contract for a kicker. Oh, yeah. Um, $4 million a year. Over um, $4 million it, It's amazing. And Mike Wallace, who I think I've wasted several weeks on fantasy with, uh, is now a deep threat with uh, Steve Smith coming out of there. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see if they can actually pull it all together again because I think, you know, Terrell Suggs is getting old in the tooth on the defense. Yeah. And uh, offensively, you know, losing that left tackle hurts, but does, is Forsett for real? Or was two years ago and, you know, a fly, you know, or just a fluke, I should say. Yeah, you know, I, and I was, you start to wonder that because you look like statistically last year, they were just really bad all around. Uh, oh, they looked horrible. The only thing we Flacco, Flacco, let's be honest, Flacco looked horrible. Yeah, he year. did. I mean, but let's be honest, too. They, you know, they, 
they didn't give up as many points or they scored points. They were, they, they scored a good amount of points, but they just, they got to get better all around. And like you said, you know, that the, they're getting old on defense and you know, they, I, I don't know how good of a job they've done. Um, you know, not knocking because I'm a fan of Aussie Newsom as well. I think he's done a good job. I think his seat might start to get a little hot. Um, but I, um, it, I, I, I question how this year will be telling of like, <clears throat> maybe he hasn't been doing that good of a job. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I, I truly believe that, uh, this year is going to be again, a Steelers year. Yeah. I, I hate to say that, uh, not that I hate the Steelers, but it's the same old, same old, uh, it's just is—is is this the year that it, the wild card can two wild cards come out of this division? I honestly believe it. It can. I, I can see Cincy and Baltimore coming out with the wild cards and blocking everything else out. Well, it's, yeah, we'll get to the we'll get to the West yeah, we'll and the South the later on to determine that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, you know, obviously you're gonna have a division winner, so. You mean yeah. like three of the six teams in that division are coming out of that? Uh, no, no. Three of the, you know, so you got the four division winners and two wild cards, so it can go either way. I can see three out of the four coming out of there. I really respect that division so much. Right, right. right. As opposed to the South. I don't know where I don't know where Baltimore, with the loss of the left tackle, I don't know where Baltimore is going to go. Um uh, I don't know where they're going to go, where like how they're going to get, you know, double their wins. No, I, I can agree with you with that one. Um, it'll be curious to see, you know, what happens with these guys. I just respect Baltimore too much, I think. And so does Vegas. So anyways, uh, unless you got anything else to add to the AFC North, I think that's uh, our first week of, college preview and nfl preview feels so good (laughs) (laughs) it does it does all right well folks we're back in weekly mode so thank you again for tuning in and we will talk to you again uh next week peace out post game show is brought to you by christ i can't find it the hell with it Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.